0: Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan is done, and there are a couple good questions out there. Americans seem surprised that terrorists that terrorists get pissed off about us killing their leader, and Kansas does what the Supreme Court said they should do. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right. Well, everyone's got COVID, I guess. Apparently, Josie's daughter has COVID, which means Josie's going to have COVID. So we're all going through the COVID. I'm supposed to have COVID. So we're going to find out if I have it. Uh, We'll know today or tomorrow. So far, so good. Maybe I I just got off COVID, but it was the last variant. So I don't know how this works. Okay, so let's get let's get to the news, and let's hope I don't have COVID, and let's hope my guitar teacher doesn't get really pissed off at me because I haven't been practicing this week. Okay, so Karen Jean Pierre, uh, <laughs> she's already above her skis as far as being a as far as being the press secretary. Uh, unfortunately, questions about Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan and the killing of this terrorist that wasn't supposed to be in Afghanistan happened, and now and Peter Ducey has a lot of questions. So they decided, you know what? Let's not let's not deal with Karen Jean Pierre, and so they decide to stick out a defense minister, John Kirby, to answer these questions, and Peter Ducey. <sighs> It didn't seem to make any difference. He just tore him apart too. In this first clip, let's just listen to these clips. I, you could almost call him Kamala-isms, but this guy's kind of a jerk. So, But he will, he will answer questions from anybody. He goes on Fox News all the time. He has no fear. So here is asking um, why that this guy, this terrorist, was sitting in Kabul. Why we just gave up Afghanistan and this terrorist is sitting in Kabul and you guys said that he wasn't going to be there. Good question. And why'd you give up Afghanistan if, if it's now going to be a hotbed for terrorism? Good question. His response is, is precious. Listen. Still assess that to, to be the case. So we know that the Taliban was harboring the world's most wanted terrorist. You guys gave a whole country to a bunch of people that are on the FBI Most Wanted list. What did you think was going to happen? I take
1: issue with the premise that we gave a whole country to terrorist groups. I mean, again, I'd, 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 I'd encourage you to ask.
0: The world's number one terrorist, how is that not giving a country to a, a terrorist sympathizing group, uh, if not giving them permission to have terrorists just... Well, sit on a balcony
1: the, the question i mean peter the way you asked that it makes it sound like we owned afghanistan a year ago it wasn't our country um it was an independent sovereign state and the president made a bold decision to end a war that had been going on for 20 years because he believed then and still believes now that our national security interests are best met by meeting the threats of today not the threats of 2001 and uh uh, we, you know, I don't want to relitigate the whole war here, but uh, obviously no one anticipated the Ghani government to fall as fast as it did. Um, but we said at the time that as we depart Afghanistan, we're going to keep vigilant. We're going to stay ready, and we're not going to let Afghanistan become a safe haven for terrorists who threaten our homeland. And this past weekend, we proved that case precisely.
0: But- the spin from this guy, no wonder they wanted him to do it, not Karen John pierre because Karen John pierre would have screwed this whole thing up. Um, First off, let's, let's go over this. First off, Afghanistan is not an independent country. It's never been an independent country. They depended on the United States. Technically, we did own Afghanistan. He's wrong. How do we know? The country fell in a week after we left Afghanistan. The Taliban does support terrorists, how do we know? The terrorist head of al-Qaeda was killed in the middle of Kabul in a nice house owned by a, here we go, Taliban diplomat. So, no. The only thing, and by the way, living very well. So the only thing that this killing proved, by the way, it didn't prove that we could kill him at any time. It took us months months to find him they said he's been in that house since at least january of this of of this year so he's been a, he's been there for eight months and we didn't know about it it took us eight months to figure it out hey you know how we would have known he was there if we were still in afghanistan we would have known he was there the only thing this proved is that there are terrorists and they're hiding in plain sight and the Taliban supports them. That's what we've learned. But it wasn't just that. Uh, he had to answer the big question about. Uh, I think this is. I don't know who asked this question, but he was asked about Nancy Pelosi's trip, and and uh, Taiwan. And yeah, this is this is not a this this isn't great. Admiral, uh, one on uh, Taiwan, if you would, and one on the Middle East, very quickly. You keep telling us that U.S. policy hasn't changed and that the United States does not support an independent Taiwan. And yet, if we look at what Speaker Pelosi tweeted from the ground in Taiwan, proposed actually states, quote, America stands with Taiwan. We all know that Taiwan harbors uh, ambitions for independence when the Speaker of the House says we stand with Taiwan, America stands with Taiwan, how can the Chinese construe that as anything else but that you're supporting independence?
1: I'll let the Speaker speak for herself. Um, All I can tell you, James, is what I told you yesterday, uh, and I'm happy to repeat it. Nothing has changed about our adherence to the one China policy. Nothing has changed about uh, our stance on Taiwan independence, which is that we do not support Taiwan independence and nothing has changed james uh, about our commitments and how seriously we take those commitments under the taiwan relations act
0: everything is consistent james I, I, I can't say that any more clearly this is such a garbage administration they just none of the democrats can get on the same page the communication is terrible um, they don't give a damn about our allies they should have been They, you know oh, oh but our, but Ukraine are, Ukraine is our, are our allies. Taiwan is 10 times the democracy that freaking uh, Ukraine is. Ukraine is horribly corrupt too. Why are we busting our ass? We get nothing from Ukraine. What, why are we busting our asses in Ukraine? I don't think we should have sent a dime to Ukraine now I, I look back and I was like, okay it's kind of nice yeah you're fighting against Russia and crap like that but now I'm looking back I'm thinking, they look like Ukraine looks like it's a party the way these guys are going over there every day. But we're gonna let Taiwan just fall to the Chinese, and by the way, Taiwan gives us all our semiconductors. How's that gonna work out? You think car? You think the you think the uh, uh, supply chain crisis is bad now? Wait till Taiwan falls, and they're gonna fall. Speaking of Nancy Pelosi's trip, I, I gotta tell you. Yeah, Nancy's coming back from Taiwan now, and Taiwan made her into some bloody hero. And obviously, and she said things that wasn't policy. Um, China has been pissed off about this. The Biden administration is pissed off about this. She went against public policy. She went against all the treaties. Oh, and, and by the way, China is right now surrounding the island with live-fire drills. They've been launching missiles today. So China is pissed. Do I think China's going to invade? No, I don't think they're going to invade. I I think it's going to be within a year. I think it'll be very soon. They only have a couple times a year that they can invade. So um, I think it's October, November. That would be a time they would invade. If not, they'll have to wait till spring, and that's because of currents and the sea and all that fun stuff. But why are we arming Ukraine and anyway? Yeah, sure. So here are the questions I have about Nancy Pelosi. Um, what was the point of going over there? Here's the thing with foreign policy, and every policy for that matter. Everything has to matter. Everything has to have a point. It must have a purpose. She had to go there for a reason. She needed to set a goal. There needed to be something that she got back by going on that trip. Now, I do respect her for going. I think she had to go because for some reason this leaked. A lot of people think it leaked from the Biden administration because they weren't happy she was going. But why did she go? I I, I don't understand. It seemed like the only reason she went there is to take some pictures because nothing was accomplished except you had the defense secretary have to say, no, we don't support Taiwan. We don't support Taiwan's independence. We do think Taiwan is part of China. I mean, not only did she not accomplish anything, she made the United States this administration actually say they don't support Taiwan. So why did she go? And now China's pissed off and they're blowing up. I mean, literally, if you look at the map, they are bombing and doing live fire drills right off the coast of Taiwan. And they started that today because they were so mad. Good job, Nancy. Nancy. All right. I don't know if this is a really big surprise here. I I probably shouldn't be. It seems like people are... Oh, we got to warn people. The U.S. State... According to Daily Wire, uh, the U.S. State Department issued a worldwide caution alert for Americans Tuesday evening, warning that the likelihood that terrorists will strike U.S. interests has increased after the CIA killed that terrorist... I can't pronounce his name... Osama bin Laden's deputy and successor as the leader of al-Qaeda. Quote, following al-Sawari's death, supporters of al-Qaeda or its affiliated terrorist organizations may see to attack U.S. facilities, personnel, or citizens, the alert said. It continues, as terrorist attacks often occur without warning, U.S. citizens are strongly encouraged to maintain a high level of vigilance and practice good situational awareness when abroad. The State Department said that it, it has reason to believe that the threat level to U.S. citizens is now higher after the drone strike ter- terminated al Zawari. Okay, duh. Is anyone surprised about this? Biden is really getting a lot of crap about the killing of this terrorist. Don't get me wrong. I think it's great they killed him. I'm thrilled they killed him. I'm thrilled that Biden pulled the trigger. And I'm glad the guy's dead. He's burning in hell. But he said the Taliban would never help al-Qaeda, and they are helping al-Qaeda. And al-Qaeda is comfortable enough now to probably create a communications uh, sector and communicate with other al-Qaeda members throughout the world, and now we have to worry about terrorism throughout the world. And the reality is, where this is dangerous for the Biden administration, if there is an al-Qaeda terrorist attack in response to the killing of this al-Zarari, if there is, the questions of why did we leave Afghanistan are going to come right up. See, here's the problem. Everything has consequences. And if you're going to do something like this, you probably need to make sure, you need to look forward. Joe Biden and the Democrats, they never look forward. They never think, how is this going to affect us next year or in two years or in five years? Only after their their act- after action is taken do they think ahead. Okay, it's the same thing with climate change. They never think about, okay... We just need to get rid of fossil fuels and not worry about the other stuff like where are we going to get our energy from. They never think like that. Let's just take it apart and deal with it. So here's a big shocker. The Taliban lied. They're housing terrorists. I know, hard to believe. They went against every treaty we signed, every agreement we signed. We gave them money for it here's the question I have. What is Biden going to do about it? Well, the reality, probably nothing. All right. Well, I mean, democracy has happened or federalism has happened. And uh, I think it's safe to say the battle for abortion has begun. Kansas had a primary uh, on Tuesday. And that's not the big deal. Kansas is a red state's going to remain a red state, but there was a proposition to remove a pro-abortion amendment from the state constitution, and that would make it that abortion would be given back to the legislatures, and they can vote for whether abortion is legal or illegal. Well, it went down by 17 points. So they refused to remove abortion from the Constitution. The people said, leave it, leave the law in the Constitution. Now, the left is claiming this is a huge victory. This is a monster victory. It shows that even a red state like Kansas wants abortion. And this is going to be a huge push for Democrats in November. Okay, calm down. That's not a thing. This is not as big a defeat as they're making it out to be. Okay? There are a couple of reasons. First off, it just kind of shows that a lot of people, not everyone, wants to give up the status quo. Kansas doesn't have a lot of abortion. That's just the fact, and people don't want it. They are basically saying, you know, the status quo is fine. It's been in the Constitution for however long. Let's leave it in the Constitution, and we'll just go from there and okay that makes sense believe it or not the democrats keep saying 90% of the people whatever their statistics they come up with uh, believe in abortion no they they believe in abortion with limits they don't necessarily they believe you know 12 weeks 14 weeks yeah that's that's fine it's okay to have an abortion up to then but then after that it gets kind of hairy so no 90% of the people do not believe abortion my group conservatives Right-wing conservatives, yeah, we don't believe in abortion for just about anything. But leftists also believe the kids should be 18 years old and be able to be aborted. So, no, it's not the same thing. There is a middle group that believe there should be abortion, but there should be restrictions on it. The second thing that I, I want to point out here is that the ballot was not exactly idiot-proof. If you selected no on the ballot, you were saying yes, remove it from the Constitution. If you selected yes on the ballot, you were saying no, leave it in the Constitution. I don't think this had a lot to do with how this was... I, I, I'm not saying that's going to cost 20 points. But, I mean, California does this all the time, by the way. The, uh, I think it was two years ago they wanted to remove Prop 13. So they put another thing called Prop 13 and then they made it really confusing like that so that you actually had to read it to know what the hell you were voting for. Um, I think a lot of folks are doing that. But, you know, finally, the other thing that I think is kind of cool about this, now, can we stop this whole argument and screaming and whining and bitching that democracy has ended because the Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade? Because you know what happened? Kansas citizens actually voted on what to do they voted to keep abortion they did exactly what the supreme court wanted states to do and oklahoma's gonna do the same thing except oklahoma's probably gonna overturn abortion and get rid of it that's federalism that's exactly what these guys are supposed to do and now gives more power to the citizen, gives more power to the state. Our democracy didn't end because Roe versus Wade was overturned. Our democracy was in trouble because of rulings like Roe versus Wade. Overturning Roe versus Wade gave us back our rights. Of course, they'll never say that. But anyway, if Democrats want to run on, on you know abortion to the moment of or abortion for twenty-seven years after birth, go for it. Let's see, let's see how that's gonna work out. I don't think that's gonna change anything. Good news, there's still some sanity out there, and it appears to be coming from the courts. According to the Daily Wire, in a ruling released on Friday, a judge struck down a San Francisco City ordinance allowing non citizens to vote in school board elections. The ordinance, which allowed non-citizen parents of school-age children to vote in school board elections, was approved in 2016 and took effect in 2018 and was extended indefinitely in 2021. The law was challenged by various groups, including the California Public Policy Foundation and the United States Justice Foundation. Quote, the state of California has a long-standing requirement that voters must be United States citizens, the plaintiffs argued. This requirement applies to every election in the state, even those conducted by charter cities. Because determining voter qualifications is a matter of statewide concern, where state law supersedes conflicting charter city ordinances, end quote. The court agreed. You know, I know this is this might seem like a small ruling. It's not. It's it's actually a big. It's an important ruling. What is the point of being a citizen in the United States? What is the point of paying taxes if anybody can vote? And especially in California, you're paying high taxes. Well, yeah. Well, basically, this is this big push when they say. Um, uh, Non-citizens, they're talking illegal aliens. that That's what they are talking about. So, what is the point of voting? What is the point of being a citizen if anyone can do this? And not to mention, there is the give a mouse a cookie principle, also known as the slippery slope. First, it starts with school boards. Then it ends up being city council. Then it ends up being a mayor. Then the governors finally can have illegal aliens vote for them. Where does it end? And we've learned that that's exactly where it goes. Josie doesn't have her citizenship yet, and it, the test is like $800, or the, the the process is like $800. And she doesn't have it, but she even says, you know, what's the point of me becoming a citizen? And she's right. If she can vote in California without being a citizen, and she's a legal citizen. She's not an illegal alien. But if you can... If you can vote without being a citizen, what's the point of becoming a citizen? This is what Democrats don't realize. There's got to be an advantage to being a citizen in this country. Right now, there seems to be no advantage. Okay. Um, Democrats, this is this is sad, but it's probably true. Uh, Democrats are giving up on Joe Biden in 2024. Um, they're scrambling to find someone to put on a pedestal and really pump up for the ne- over the next two and a half years. Republicans are fine. They have at least five people. I mean, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are prime examples of that. And Donald Trump, this January 6th commission thing is not making him less popular. He is actually becoming more popular with uh, Republicans. And even, even moderate Republicans. And I got news for you. I guarantee you he's more popular with moderate Democrats, too. So this January 6th thing is not working out. Um, Kamala Harris is a disaster. Her her approval rating is about 25%. And then the other guy they're pushing is Pete Buttigieg because he's gay. But this guy also took like 18 months um, for uh, paternity leave. So he's kind of worthless. Not to mention he was a crappy mayor. What would he be like as president? Well, the Hill had an idea. Why not Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? She'll be 35 by 2024. Um, they have an article titled "AOC is the Democrats' best shot against Trump in 2024." <laughs> I, it, it's such a bad article. I, it's so stupid, and it got escoriated online. It was just—it was a terrible. So I'll read you the first three paragraphs, and that'll give you a hint here. Uh, when Barack Obama, this came from the Hill. When Barack Obama came out of nowhere to win the Senate seat in 2004, it almost felt preordained. You know, because Barack Obama is a religious figure, mind you. As if he was the person we had been waiting for to breathe fresh air into the Democratic Party. Flash forward to 2018 and the meteoric rise of a 29-year-old bartender from Queens feels eerily similar she has been unafraid unapologetic and unwilling to the bend to be, to bend to the will of washington she is a force to be reckoned with and in 2024 democrats are going to, to need her force to reckon with republicans representative alexandria ocasio cortez is less a personality and more of a movement yes the smart photogenic congresswoman is Smart? Okay, anyway. Uh, Congresswoman is the face of the rising progressive movement, but it, she is also a future, the future of the Democratic Party. AOC has cultivated a following beyond politics. She's an influencer in her purest form. Her ability to re- relate to her supporters and allow them a glimpse into her private life is a blueprint for Democrats trying to act less like mannequins and more like humans. Wow. Wow, and then they they talk about you know crap she's done, which is like nothing. She just they just talk about her ideas because I got it. I hey, can you think of what Alexander Ocasio Cortez has done in the six years she's been in in Congress? Because a lot of people are asking that question, and a lot of people are coming up with the same answer. Yet she's done nothing. <laughs> okay, so some things about this whole thing, just in this little little deal here. First off, she's not smart; she's an idiot. Second off, she's a terrible speaker. She can't debate. She will not debate. That does not make her a good presidential candidate. Third off, her, her fame doesn't come from accomplishment. It comes from TikTok. It comes from Instagram. It comes from Twitter. She is literally, her biggest claim to fame as a politician is that she's awesome on Twitter and she's not awesome on Twitter and she's not awesome on Instagram. As a matter of fact, they make her look dumber. Here's, here's the big other problem. She's a pure socialist and not the socialist like, I don't know, I can't think of one that's not like that. She's a tyrannical socialist. She wants to change your way of life. Here's the problem the Democrats are having. People don't like socialism. They don't want the country transformed. That's why Bernie Sanders will never become president. AOC is left of Bernie Sanders. She's worse than Bernie Sanders. Even moderate Democrats don't like what the left is doing. People like AOC and Bernie are doing. That's why Andrew Yang has started this new third party called Forward, the Forward Party. That will be made up of moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans. I mean, that party's probably not going to go anywhere. But if it does pick up a little bit of steam, it could be a problem for Democrats. Because Democrat moderate Democrats are looking for someone. For something to vote in. They don't want the AOCs and the Bernie Sanders. I, I, I gotta tell you, the Democrats, they're in trouble in November it's probably not going to be as bad as everyone's making it for them. But they're in trouble in November. But I think they're in trouble in the future. Definitely 2024. And if they don't get out of this change the country kind of mindset, they're going to be in trouble for the next 10 years. All right, last story. Oh, I and I, I can't. I, I, I swear to God, these leftists, they just can't leave well enough alone. So according to Daily Wire... Some "Some fans are claiming that a new Star Wars book hints that one of its most iconic characters is a bisexual. The book Padawan, the latest Star Wars novel, features a teenage Obi-Wan Kenobi in a discussion that has been celebrated by some readers as showing that the Jedi might be interested in kissing both men and women. The quest to make everything gay here is just incredible. Obi-Wan Kenobi is a character in a fantasy story from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We can't even keep him from being gay. Can we have one? I mean, I, I, I gotta be honest with you. No one even claimed in my generation, no one even is sure if he's straight. We don't care if he's gay or straight because he's an asexual character. He's a Jedi. They, they don't do any of this. Crap. Wow. Okay. Anyway, here's, here's the passage. Here's one of the passages from the book. So I'll read that whole thing for you. Uh, not many choices around here. I don't think love is in my future either. And I'm fine with that. Uh, a character named Kasul says in this section of the book, as long as I have a power to keep my family safe, that's enough for me. Though I will admit I've I've been curious about kissing and why Aj and Zebri enjoy it so much. So if you're ever curious to let me know, Obi-Wan blushed, I will let you know. I mean, not that I will do that right now with you or anyone. Would you ever get to the point where kissing someone felt like anything less than the betrayal of himself and the Jedi? if he did get to that point who would he want to kiss the Lanhrans Len- Len- were were confident and charismatic charismatic excuse me which was attractive but he couldn't imagine just kissing any of them maybe he didn't want to be any of them but rather to be more like each of them or maybe he wanted to kiss them all See, I guess uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is not only gay or bisexual, but I think that's almost setting him up to be transsexual. So maybe he wants to be them. Maybe he's transsexual too. I I, I don't even know why this is in this book. Obi-Wan is a hero. Real hero. Superhero, actually. And superheroes are typically asexual. The Jedi are all asexual. In fact, all fantasy heroes, superheroes from Superman to Wonder Woman are all asexual. That's done on purpose. It's to make that individual beyond humanity so that he is able, he or she is able to protect humanity. It also gives them the freedom from the chains of a relationship that might keep them from saving humanity. Umberto Eco actually wrote a philosophical paper about this. This is nothing new. He even, You could even apply that. I was going to say James Bond. You could even apply some of that to James Bond, but not really because he was a sexual character. But there are philosophical articles about this about Spider-Man and Superman and Wonder Woman all being asexual characters. But whatever. Can't wait to see what they're going to do with Yoda, if Yoda's going to be transsexual or what. Anyway, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, I do have one more thing that I would have really wanted to do, but it requires me to actually read this. So I'll include it in on the webpage at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com with the show notes. Uh, it's a very interesting article, uh, op-ed written by George Soros. And apparently, yeah, he is, it's, it's a, it's a terrible article. I mean, the guy's philosophy is completely out there. Maybe we will read this. Maybe I won't include it and I'll just add it on, uh, maybe I'll do this for a short podcast tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Take care. Visit my website. Uh, go to, uh, rumble.com type in dumbasses talking politics. dumbasses talking politics. I got a brand new video. I'm also going to be really jerking with the videos. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I hope you folks have a great weekend. I hope I don't have covid. This is Gene and you've listened to dumbasses talk politics.